Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The Ticats roared out to a 24-3 lead by halftime and then blew it, losing 33-30 in OT against Calgary. And, oh, Ticats fans are not happy at all. The Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. And many of you are saying, and rightfully so, what the face? Although you're not using the word face, are you? 33-30 overtime thriller, not thrilling if you're a Ticats fan, is the Calgary Stampeders come from really the the, uh, abyss of all comebacks. From the cemetery, they were left for dead late in the second quarter. It was 24 to nothing, and they put on the rally cap and shocked the Tiger Cats and their fan base. A big comeback or a big collapse? I think a bit of both. We're going to break it all down over the next hour with you as the Tiger Cats start this season 0-2 and looking ahead to next week are in Winnipeg. Could this be an 0-3 start? We don't know. We'll let that game play out as it will. But tonight the Tiger Cats, I thought, started fantastically well. 17-0 with the wind in that first quarter, 24-3 at halftime. And then, stubbed their toe time and time again. Zero points with the wind in the third quarter. I thought that was extremely telling. And really, the turnovers really killed this team tonight. They were big turnovers. Uh, One on downs, that resulted in seven points from Calgary, the strip fumble from Titus Wall that ended up being another seven-point play. Those two big turnovers um, turned the game on its head, especially the second one. All right, here are the numbers for you to call 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, and there are already a flood of emails coming in. Rick at 900CHML.com. As you can imagine, Twitter also extremely busy. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. You can tweet at us at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. We are also on CHML's Facebook page as we broadcast live on Facebook. You can send me a note there as well. Oh, yeah. We're also voting for our player of the game. And, you know, if I'm going for a Ticats player... I think I'm going with Tim White. You know, I was going to say Danny Evans, but the two interceptions, the fumble, uh, that really hurts. That really hurts. He threw for 425 yards, completed 36 of 51 passes, really had a great game aside from those turnovers. Tim White, 11 catches, 131 yards, and a TD. He was spectacular tonight. Who's your player of the game? What are your thoughts on tonight's game? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Last week, every caller was named Dave. Everyone so far on the line is not named Dave. And again, the Daves are allowed to call in. 
But tonight we'll start with Jacob, who's called into the fifth quarter. Jacob, good evening. How are you? Hey, hey Tim. How are you? I'm good. All right, good. Yeah, so I honestly thought uh, Sean, Tom, Sean Thomas Arlington, I thought he, he he played very consistent throughout the whole game. Um, however, there were some like bad drops he had that um, you know affected the game. However, Tim White did have a good game as well. Hey, I'm not. I'm not going to knock your STE vote. He had a. He was a beast tonight. He had five carries, 18 yards, <laughs> um, seven catches for 72 yards. Had a touchdown. Great pick. Oh yeah, 100. percent Dane Evans played very good as well. Um, I just the thing is the uh, the second half. I think the whole offensive like offensive team just collapsed. Um, didn't really go well. Like with um, what's his name? So Sean. Yeah, Sean. Uh, Sean Thomas Arlington, and there was one play with, uh, wait, what's Oh, I think we lost Jacob. Jacob, I hope you're okay. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Corey has called it in the fifth quarter. Corey, good evening. Hey, Rick, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Sorry, just a sec, guys. guys. Hey, it's, it's nice to be back, Rick. Uh, first and foremost, it's really nice to be back in the stadium. Good crowd. Good to see everybody back in their season ticket seats. And uh, if I could give a shout-out to Melissa and her family in Section 101, that's first and foremost for me. Okay, sure. Um, okay, so so if we're getting to the game here and you're talking about a recipe for a tie-cat loss, let's, let's throw for th- over 350, you know, a couple touchdowns, numbers look good. But the win-loss column, and I'm talking about for what the last five, ten years, hasn't looked very good. Whether it be Mazzoli, and we've seen him the last couple weeks throw for 380, 370, two losses. We see Dane throw for some good numbers, two losses, and now and now here we are again at an 0-2 record, barely hanging on in the East. I'm sure we're going to be somewhere in the playoff race by Labor Day, whether we're two and five or five and two. And when it comes down to it, I'm kind of sick and tired of it. I want to see us race out to a 6-2 and two start. I want to see us race out to a 5-0. and oh. I want to see somebody win some games, and we're not doing it, and we haven't done it. And I'm kind of sick and tired of it. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's Austin. Coach O, it's the same guys all the time, and we don't win. We lose, we lose, we lose. We never beat Calgary in their stadium. We beat them, what, for the first time in 20 years last year there? And we beat them for the first time in our home stadium since, what, 2002 or something stupid? And and I'm sorry, but I'm getting sick of it. Corey, if you're the head coach or GM, what's the one thing you would do to fix this team right now? Right now? <sighs> Offensive line. And I, I know... I, Run the ball. We what, we ran it, what, nine times last week? And we ran it, what, 11 times this week? Nobody carries the ball. Nobody takes the pressure off the O-line. Never mind the pressure off the quarterback. Take the pressure off the O-line. Pound the ball. Those big boys up front want to push. They want to fight. They're in the trenches for a reason. Let them go smack mouth for a bit. Even if it doesn't work, let them hit somebody. Let them go tee off on somebody. Let them put their hat on a set of shoulder pads and show them who's boss, and then we can get these guys that are already putting up numbers like Tim White, like Braylon Addison, 
all these guys that are already doing their job, let them get out there and do more. We have the pieces. Let them work harder and show them what we can do. Corey, do you have a player of the game tonight? Uh, the, 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 mis- the mishmash of the defensive line tonight, I thought, did really good. We, we held Kadeem Carey. We held him. We held him when he was in. He went out, and and the defensive line I thought did their job tonight. Bo Levi didn't get much until he started getting going, and maybe again the recipe for a tie cat loss. Those guys were on there too long, and in the fourth and in overtime they just got too tired. And my player of the game goes to the defensive line. If they had had any sort of rest, if they had had any sort of break, and had some, some help. and had some luck, and had some rest in the fourth quarter. Maybe we would have shut him down. Maybe we would have done it. Great call. Corey, thanks for calling in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, Rick. That is Corey, who uh, wants to see a little more physicality, an improved offensive line, and some check marks in the win column. Did not happen tonight. Calgary beating Hamilton 33-30 to in overtime. I did not think I would be saying that um, late in the second quarter, here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. When we come back, we have Abe and Lynn on the line. Stay tuned. We'll get to you when we return here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Dane Evans. He's under pressure. Has to roll to his right. It's intercepted by the Stampeders. Sean Thomas Erlington. Had it go off his hands, up in the air, and it was picked off by the Stampeders. That's the game. That was the game. Tiger Cats losing an overtime heartbreaker 33-30 against the Calgary Stampeders tonight. Uh, the Stamps now 2-0, Tiger Cats 0-2. At one point in this football game, Hamilton led 24 to nothing. That was with two minutes and eight seconds left in the second quarter. Rick Samprin with you. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML, and we are talking about another gut-wrenching loss for the Tiger Cats in overtime. You will recall, just a few months ago, in December, Grey Cup, overtime loss, very similar, different part of the field, going the different way, but a tip ball that was intercepted by the opposition, and it was game over. Tiger Town 104 on Twitter says, not good enough. Don't even know where to start. Yeah, I do. Defense wins championships. Win the battle in the trenches. Rush for 100-plus yards. Solid QB execution. Win the turnover battle. Pressure the quarterback. Protect ours. Solid kicking and special teams. Too many gaps on this team. Chris writes, tough loss for the Ticats. A tale of two completely different halves of football. And Artist just shared an emoji with Dr. Um, oh, I don't remember her name. The ju- Judge Judy, not Dr. Judge Judy. Just shaking her head and rolling her eyes. That's all, really, that needs to be said. Uh, back to the phones we go. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can also email rick at 900chml.com. We have a record-breaking amount of email to get to tonight, and hopefully I'll get to all of them. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. We're also on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there as well. Ab has called into the program. Ab, good evening. How are you? 
Oh, hey, Rick. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah, you, you said it perfectly. Thank Excellent. You. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, to use uh, a Coach O-ism, um, at the end of the day, we blew it again. Um, that's the best way I could say it. Um, I like our team. I like our players. I like our coaches. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be the season where it's like we're going to see whether they can make the second half adjustments and um, win games because uh, they start off great. Uh, in these situations, and uh, it's just, can they play a full 60 minutes? Uh, I really don't know. It's it's frustrating. Uh, it's the beginning of the season, uh, lots of season to play. Hopefully they grow and progress, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, It was a tough night tonight. It was tough to watch, and you know, last week's game in Regina, they kept it close. It was a defensive battle, 15-12, 15-13, whatever it was in the fourth quarter, and Saskatchewan scores two quick touchdowns in 20 seconds. Could be an all-time CFL record. They're still trying to figure that out, if it indeed was a record, but they were in that game as well. They were more than in this game. They were leading 24 to nothing, 24-3 at half, and didn't show up in the third and the fourth, and that's what's most disappointing. Well, that, that short and third in the third quarter, like I thought it was a wise decision to, to, to go for it. But unfortunately, it just uh, after after that, the momentum was just slowly shifting over to Calgary. And, well, you, you saw the results. So it, 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 was, a, it was a tough loss tonight, beginning, beginning of the season. But, uh, man, I, I really hope that the coaches learn from this and uh, they're able to grow. Hope so, too. A, or Rob, who is your player of the game? Oh, Tim White. All right, we're, we're in agreement on that one. Ab, I appreciate your call. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. Uh, that is Ab, I believe, first time, or at least not for a long time, that he's called in. Voting for Tim White, who is currently the leader in the player of the game category. Val says, someone tell STE to keep his eye on the ball. Star has to be Dane. Hard loss. That It was a tough, hard, gut-wrenching, gut-punch Heartbreaking loss. All these superlatives that we usually use in these sorts of insta- instances uh, have to be used tonight. One of those where we thought it was in the bag. Team was playing great. Did not happen. Uh, let's go to an email here. This one from Steve, who writes, Greetings and Oski Weeby salutations to all Ticats fans everywhere. What can be said about tonight's game in summary? I think that the Calgary Stampeders did not win this game, more like the Hamilton Tiger Cats lost the game. The defense caved, and the offense started to sputter. Turnovers just crushed us tonight, and they were very costly. I'm still fuming at Tommy Condell for needing eight yards on a critical second down and throwing a 30-yard pass. I thought we would win this running away at halftime. Player of the game, Sean Thomas Erlington. Steve, with that email. Back to the phone we go at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Lynn has called it in the program. Good evening, Lynn. Hello there. Thanks for calling in. Okay, first of all, you should know that here in St. Catharines, I'm snickering. Because Why? I'm Why? a Peter. Okay. Now, I'll be fair, my team was sloppy. I only had the radio to go by when the static didn't kick in. I admit, Calgary was a bit sloppy, but I think your Tiger Cats got full of their own press. They bought into their own hype. If they had enough, they would have beat the crap out of Stamps. I'm not, I'm not under any illusion. My Stamps blow hot and cold. 
I'm still waiting to get back that game we lost way back in the snow, way back when. But you know what? Hey, my stamps are good, but they're not great. But I'll take whatever I can get. I'm not picky. I still want us to go on to the to the uh, Grey Cup. But if we don't make it, I can always say there's next year. That's all we got. So what did you like about the second half that was driving you nuts in the first half? Well, uh, it, the Stampeders were playing like an old Tin Lizzie. You couldn't get, they couldn't get the clutch out so they could get into gear. <laughs> That's a great way to explain it. But in the second half, oh boy, Dale Earnhardt Jr., move out of the way. Here they come. That's the way I look at it. Lynn, that is fantastic. Who is your player of the game? Well, I don't know too many of them because I keep losing my list, so I'll have to go for the names I pick out here. I, I, well, knowing me, i got to go with Bo Levi Mitchell, obviously. All right, we're not going to hold that against you, Lynn. Thank you very well, much for calling in. because, come on, I admit, sometimes I like your Tiger Cat. Well, hey, that's fine. We can be your Eastern favorite. But I'll tell you something. I've been a Stampeder fan for 50 years. That's awesome. And I, I was 16 when I started, so now you know. <laughs> you're, you're a lovely 39, is if my math is correct. Well, actually, I was going for 21 and holding, <laughs> but, oh, well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll settle for your math. <laughs> you're just more realistic than mine. Lynn, thank you for the call. Enjoy your weekend. You're welcome. You too. Uh, Calgary Stampeders fan, I think that is a first in a long, long time here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHUL. It's all brought to you by Eastgate Ford. Rick Samprin with you as we <sighs> sigh a sigh of SMH, shaking our heads. You know, banging our head against the wall, wondering what is up with this team. We did not envision an 0-2 start, at least not this way. You know, looking at the schedule, we thought, okay, yeah, they might be 0-2, maybe 0-3. Those three tough games in a row. But the way that they've lost, that's the disappointing thing. Email from Alan, who writes, Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. How do you blow a 24-3 lead in the first half? At the half, Dane Evans was 21 of 26 for 245 yards and three TDs, but they got complacent in the second half and scored only six points. You can't sit back on a team like Calgary. Dane's numbers were good, 36 of 51, 425 yards, three TDs, but two costly interceptions. Thought the offensive line did play better this game, but a few times we got down to the 25-yard line and couldn't score a touchdown and settled for field goals. We got to finish these drives. Allen goes on to write, This game was winnable, but we need to play 60 minutes, not 30 minutes. This overtime at home reminded me of the lead in the Grey Cup, where we lost it at the end. Very frustrating. Now we're 0-2 like Ottawa and Montreal. Better improvement from last week, but let's play 60 minutes next game. That email from Allen. What do you say? Call into the fifth quarter now at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. We're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well, where Brad says, Gotta say, O-line looked a lot better tonight. D played well as usual. Tunde Adelike, player of the game. That hit on Peyton Logan was a Richter-scale event. And uh, he says, my pen... Pen play is bad tonight. Why? Why is my pen play bad? How else am I supposed to hold the pen or twiddle it around? Uh, you can also go on Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. <laughs> Me and Brad go back a long way. He knows my pen game is good. Um, use the hashtag fifth quarter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Uh, where Francesco writes, I don't have anything to back this other than gut feeling, but Don Jackson needs to start. 
So you probably had realized that Don Jackson wasn't even in the lineup tonight, um, dealing with an injury situation. And my guess is, it doesn't sound too serious, you'll be back next week in Winnipeg as the Ticats take on the defending champs. Um, armchair QB guy on Twitter says, fifth quarter, too many drop passes. Oh, no, I already read that one. No, did I? Let me see here. No, I did not. Sorry. Fifth quarter, too many drop passes, too many turnovers, too many failures on second down, too much undisciplined play. Quarterback Matthew Schultz's failure to convert third and short was a killer and changed the momentum in the Stamps' favor. Let's get in one more tweet before I get back to the phones. Uh, RH says, what's there to say? Amazing first half, Calgary made adjustments at the half, and the Cats collapsed. The coaching staff wears this loss. Player of the game, Tim White, not close. I, yeah, I think so, too. I think Tim White was the best player in a Ticats uniform tonight. If I'm picking, if I'm unbiased and picking a player of the game tonight, without a doubt, as good as Tim White played tonight, Titus Wall was a game-changer. Two turnovers, interception, ripped the ball out of Dane Evans' hands, rumbles down the field for a 45-yard touchdown. We're tied at 27, whole new ball game, and, uh, well, we all saw what happened after that. Brian also on Twitter says, that was atrocious. Back to the phones we go. Michael has called in the fifth quarter. Michael, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Rick? I'm okay. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just a disappointment, and I think that's something that Tiger Cat fans are a little bit familiar with because it just feels like we've seen this time and time again. You look back last year uh, when the Alouettes were at home, lost in overtime uh, with, uh, you know, a, a messed up handoff there from Mazzoli to Sean Thomas Rillington in that game. Uh, you also look at the Grey Cup last year. This game was kind of a reminder of that. So, you know, every team, even good teams, you know, they have a one-off where, you know, this is a game where you probably should have won, but you lose. But I think in the in the Tiger Cats case, we've seen it so many times, and it's just kind of getting tiring. Where it's like maybe this is a problem with blowing leads for this team. Yeah, I mean, if it's contagious, we got to we we need some new good voodoo or something. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if you know maybe like the team they're like, hey, look, we're up, you know, twenty four three. It was I think at halftime, and uh, kind of took their foot off the gas, and the third quarter kind of a little bit lax on defense after you know a stellar first half. But, uh, you know, it's just, it, it just seems like sometimes in these third quarters and, and early in the fourth, it just, um, you know, they're, they're, it's really clear that they take their foot off the gas, even though it's clear that they can't and, you know, the game isn't over. Yeah, I got, I got a feeling that they let up a bit in the third. I didn't see the intensity, the ferocity, the aggressiveness that we saw in especially the first quarter. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing start to the game. You know, I, I really like the play calling from Tommy Condell, especially in that first half, because... Not only did the offensive line play better, but even if sometimes they did let a few guys through, uh, I, I like the play calling because it was nice, nice and short passes, and you know they got the ball out of Dave, Dan Evans's hands nice and fast, and uh, that's part of what made that offense successful, especially in the first quarter. Michael, who is your player of the game tonight? Uh, I know a few callers have said this, and maybe it's an unpopular take just given with the ending, but I'm going to go with Sean Thomas Rollington. Uh, I liked uh, some of his runs. Uh, I liked his blocking on passing plays. And uh, he made a few good catches. An unfortunate ending for him, but I was really impressed with him tonight. Yeah, he was exceptional tonight. Michael, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, thanks, Rick. You too. That is uh, another great call on CHML's fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Back to Twitter, where Simon B. writes, Wasn't this game deja vu from the Montreal and Toronto games at the end of August last year? 
0-2 like the usual with a little flashback from last year's Great Cup. This game was like a season summary of last year. More aggressive play calling needs to happen, not playing to hold on. Bill writes, player of the game has to be Tim White. His TD catch was spectacular and should make the TSN plays of the week. That catch was amazing. The throw was awesome. Total tandem of TD greatness there between Dane Evans and Tim White. Jeff on Twitter says, I think STE, he gained tons of yards after contact tonight. Another vote for Sean Thomas Erlington, who I thought had his best game in a long, long time. Probably since he hurt his knee a couple of years ago in Montreal. He was really, really good. All right, back to the phones we go. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Dave has called into the program. Dave, good evening. How are you tonight? You know, I'm uh, I'm still checking. It's, it's good to talk to you again. Uh, I started, I'll start off by saying, first off, after last week, our old line player of the game, no doubt about it. The only thing close would have been the punter. Okay, yeah. Uh, I hear a lot of people with, with you know, oh, they got to do this, they got to do that. Should they let their foot off the gas. You know, we were driving in the third quarter, threw a pick in the end zone. Could have happened. You know what? Braylon, Braylon could have been a little bit closer. He got behind the guy. It happens, right? That touchdown happens. We're carrying this game away. Then aggressively, on the next, next set, we go for it on third down. You know, don't get it. I would say if you had to fix the team right now, we need a short yardage quarterback because Matt Schultz is not it. Dave, do you have a player of the game tonight? Definitely the O-line. All right. Hey, I'll say this. They were much better than last week, that's for sure. They didn't give up eight sacks tonight. Absolutely. Dave, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us on the fifth quarter, and have a great weekend. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Look back at the statistics, because every time that SOB Andre Fluig is in the building, it's bad for us. I'll have to check that out. Thanks, Dave. That, That guy is bad news. Have a good one. It used to be Jake Ireland, now it's Andre Pru. This team just can't can't catch a break with the referees, eh? Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have Trevor and Scott on the line. Tons of email and tweets to get to and some Facebook messages as well. This is the fifth quarter. It is brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Thomas Erlington, he's still out there behind Dane Evans, who's under center. Third down, what a massive play this is, and Dane Evans didn't get it initially. He's still battling to get it, and they take the ball out of his hands. They took it right out of his hands. Titus Wall, the rookie safety, runs into the end zone. It's a touchdown for Calgary. 33-30, 33-30, the final. Stampeders beat the Tiger Cats in overtime. And that's my friends, was the big play of the game. Titus Wall ripping the ball out of the clutches of Dane Evans at the Hamilton 45 and running all the way to the end zone to tie the game at 27 with 4.02 left to play. Stamps end up winning it in OT in a game that was, or at least an ending, That was very reminiscent of last year's Grey Cup loss. Don't want to bring back that bad memory, but an OT sure felt like that. 
Kevin on email, rick at 900chml.com. This team deserved to lose tonight. The coaching and execution by the offense proves to me that they will miss the playoffs, and Ottawa got the better quarterback. Evans may be a gunslinger, but he is careless and fumble-prone. Sadly, the defense played great, while the offense tanked. That email again from Kevin. Let's get to another email before we get back to the phones. This one from Randy, who writes, Good evening, good Saturday evening, Rick. A strange turnaround game. Nasty. I don't like it. Someone needs to step up and be accountable. Why did the referee, Andre Prue not call the play dead with 344 remaining? That was a turnaround point. Lots of interesting calls by this guy. Clearly, forward progress was stopped, and he's referring to the highlight we just played, Titus Wall stripping the ball away from Dane Evans. Was his forward progress stopped? You could probably make a case for it. I'm kind of surprised that head coach Orlando Steinauer did not challenge that. But clearly, they perhaps thought that Dane wasn't um, stopped dead, and his forward progress was still being determined. Uh, Randy continues to write, a fantastic group of inductees, great legends, also the unmatchable Marv Levy, loved on both sides of the border. After those recent painful years against Calgary, the Tiger Cats have found a way to lose against Calgary again. A nasty finish, some better offensive line coverage for Dane Evans tonight, however. Tunde Adelike always brings it, certainly a tough competitor. He was the bright spot tonight. A first half, better game for the Cats, but they have to keep scoring. My player of the game, the entire Hall of Fame inductee class. The game, a stinker. Another Saturday night, another fifth quarter, a winning match. Good night, Rick. Happy Father's Day. I'm off to Hutch's on the beach tomorrow. Oski Wee Wee Randy in Oakville. This is the fifth quarter. It is brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Your calls, your tweets, your emails, your Facebook messages as well. We're also live on Facebook. CHML's Facebook page, to be exact, where Jen writes, What happened? Started so strong and forgot there was a second half. Better get it together quick or it'll be a long season. Now Toronto is first place, and that never sits well with me. And Steve on CHML's Facebook page says, Good lesson to learn early, my friend. And yes, perhaps it is. To the phones we go, and Trevor from Grimsby is called into the program. Trevor, good evening. Hi there. Uh, I agree with a lot of the topics we've covered so far. Actually, I was going to mention a couple of things that were in the last email. Uh, the guess thing I'd like to add is the longest pass rush. Um, I don't think Bo Levi even got dirty. His uniform was quite clean tonight. Yeah, like our only sack was by a safety. We didn't have any sacks last week. I'm not sure we even had a quarterback pressure tonight. Yeah, that has to change because there was nothing in that regard last week either. I think there was one sack tonight from Tunde Adelike, and that was about it. Like, we didn't have Dylan Wynn tonight. That definitely hurts. But our defensive end play, I think we're really seeing the loss of Jagarrett Davis. Absolutely. I can't argue with that. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, Tim White was definitely great, but I have to go Tunde Adelike. The only sack, um, maybe the hardest hit I've seen in a long time. A couple big knockdowns. I think the game would have, wouldn't have been close without him. Yeah, he uh, he delivered some thunderous hits tonight, made some big plays. Trevor, appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in, and we'll talk to you next time on the fifth quarter. Thanks. That leaves room for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Scott has called in the fifth quarter and has been waiting patiently. Good evening, Scott. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, wonderful. But yeah. are you really? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not after that game. That was pretty pathetic. 
Yeah, it was. What did you What did you think happened? Well, I called it at the half. Did you really? Why? Because look at our team. They played horribly the whole game. So did Calgary. Only Calgary learned to step it up in the second half. That's the only difference. Well, I mean, the Ticats had, I thought, a phenomenal first half. They just didn't. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what changed, really. It looked that way, but they didn't. We played much better football games than that. Evans, I'm not even an Evans fan, but he played fantastic. White, still not a fan. And Erlington, he deserves the fan of the game. Okay, so is Sean Thomas Erlington get your vote for player of the game? Oh, 100%. Okay, awesome. What do you like about this team's chances going forward? Do you think they, do you think they step it up? I'm hoping that they can step it up. I wish they would get rid of that coach. Well, I don't think Orlando Steinauer is going anywhere. Scott, no. appreciate your call. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy the weekend. Mm, okay, you too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Let's go back to the Twitterverse, where Steve writes, might be time for a new head coach and offensive coordinator. It's like they've forgotten how to have a running game. And whoever made the decision to not kick the easy field goal to go up 27-3 to needs to go. That play changed the entire game. Yeah, that was a mistake. I mean, you have the ball in the Calgary 9. It's 24-3. to There is... You know what? I don't remember how much time was left on there. It was... I think it was the later half of the third quarter, if that makes sense. And... I was thinking, man, hit the field goal. You, Yeah, you, you, know, you got the wind. You don't want to settle for the field goal. I understand wanting to be aggressive, and a lot of fans have talked about being more aggressive in the second half, and sure, we wanted to see that. But when you have an opportunity to put points on the board against a team like Calgary, who obviously, clearly, tonight we saw, never gives up, I think you got to do that. And uh, we can second-guess until the cows come home. I will say this, though. I do not think Orlando Steinauer is going anywhere anytime soon. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think what they have to do is develop a two-pronged attack. They need to establish some sort of run game. This offense is too one-dimensional. It is. It's been one-dimensional for a long, long time. Look what happened offensively. I'm just talking about the offense. Offensively. Late last season, when Don Jackson's on the field, they commit to the run. They're running for over 100 yards a game or close to it. That opens things up. That makes defense second-guess what's coming at them. And right now, you're playing the Ticats defensively like, all right, they're passing. Nine times out of ten, they might do a sweep. They might do a, you know, a short hitch pass, a bubble screen, whatever the case is. You know, We know what they're going to do. Let's go back to the emails. This one is from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. He says, well, perhaps now our players will understand no lead in the CFL is safe. I don't know if it was just me or not, but they seemed to take their foot off the gas when they got the big lead. Even with the loss, I did see much better play calling from Condell this week. Evans was not running for his life, etc., etc. There is no doubt this loss hurts, but I do see many more improvements across the board from week one. We are improving, and slow starts in the standings is nothing new for our Cats. Player of the game, offensive line, much improved. I wholeheartedly agree that the O-line was way better this week compared to last week. Like, not even close, way better. 
Email from Dave. Much better than last week, but the Cats' O-line couldn't get a yard when they needed it. Bad gamble on third and two. Should have kicked a field goal. Perhaps we were outcoached in the second half on defense. We let Calgary off the canvas. Player of the game, Addison, plus a few other honorable mentions. Dave from Stony Creek. Braylon Addison with a vote. Now, let me give you Braylon Addison's statistical numbers tonight because we haven't really talked about him at all. Uh, eight catches tonight, 96 yards. Sean Thomas Erlington, I mentioned this earlier, didn't run the ball a whole heck of a lot. Five for 18 yards. Had seven catches for 72 and a touchdown. Stephen Dunbar had a great TD reception again this week. Six receptions, 65 receiving yards, one touchdown. And uh, Tim White, if you missed it earlier, 11 catches, 131 yards. I'm pretty sure that's a career high. Also had a touchdown as well. And running the ball, Dane Evans was the leading runner. Six carries, 22 yards. On the other side of the ledger, Peyton Logan for the Stampeders carried the ball nine times for 45 yards. The Ticats D did a phenomenal job against Kadeem Carey. Two carries for just 14 yards for Kadeem Carey. Bo Levi Mitchell, 28 of 42, 313 yards, two TDs, one pick. And Dane Evans was 36 of 51, 425 yards through the air at three TD passes, two interceptions, also lost a big fumble. Tom on email, before I get back to the phones, Tom says, incredibly exciting game, but the Cats sure make it tough for the fans. When it was 24-0, I was ready to book a trip to Regina in November. (laughs) Good for you, Tom. Uh, Instead of a relaxing evening watching Calgary get demolished, it was a nail-butting time for the last 15 minutes, watching yet another seemingly sure win turn into a disappointing loss. Defense was solid as usual, and Dane Evans would have been my player of the game, but for the interceptions and fumble strip that tied the game, good luck in Winnipeg. Cheers, Tom from Guelph. I think that really sums up the disappointment that all Ticats fans are feeling tonight. Back to the phones we go. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. John in Niagara. John, good evening. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm okay. How about you? Well, a little disappointed, obviously, from the game tonight. We're driving back home. And um, I still thought, despite all the things that have been mentioned, and, and I agree with most of what's been said tonight, if if the coaching had called a couple of plays differently, um, Hamilton would have still won the game. When you're up 24 to three and you go for third and one or third and two, whatever it was, down around Calgary's in the third quarter, early in the third quarter, when they were down about the and I'm not sure what yard line was it around the 10 or 15 yard line. <clears throat> why don't you just pad your lead? You're up 24 to three. Dig the hole deeper for the opponent. Um, that was a turning point as far as I'm concerned because when they didn't get the first down, Calgary marched right down the field. Now it's 24-10. Sports is a, is a game of momentum, the momentum switch, and, and Hamilton really never got it back. And, you know, despite that, as you say, Hamilton is, is too one-dimensional at this stage, and <clears throat> they need to change that. Um and uh, also, the one pass that Evans threw in the end zone that was intercepted, it was, it was a low-percentage play. Um, had, you know, had he done something a little more conservative, worst-case scenario, Howell could have had another field goal. That would have been two more field goals in the third quarter. So I think you know, the play calling by the coaching was 
part of the problem tonight. And I think that when you have that kind of a lead, you don't need to press it. You you just keep patting your lead, dig the hole deeper for the opponent, and they would have won the game had they um, done those two uh, situations differently, I think. Um, so, um, you know, there were lots of other issues that happened, but there were some bright spots um, for the team. There's some players that played very well tonight, and there were some, uh, <clears throat> you know, things that, that look promising going forward. Um, but, uh, as you say, there are some other things that need to be corrected on the team, such as uh, – getting away from being a one-dimensional <clears throat> and getting a better running game going and also get, developing a pass rush. I think those are, are two key things they need to do. But why why get greedy when you've got a big lead? You know, you don't need to. Just, you know, make it that much more difficult for a comeback. Anyway, all, that's, my, that's my view on it. All great points, John. Who's your player of the game? Uh, Tim White. Tim White, yes, great choice. He had a phenomenal game. Appreciate the call. You made some great points, John. Thanks for joining us on the fifth quarter. You're welcome. Bye now. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game, rick at 900chml.com, or on Twitter as well. Use the hashtag fifth quarter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml, or also on CHML's Facebook page, where Bruce writes, well, can't win them all, but should have won that one. Oski, wee wee, hashtag fifth quarter. Have a great Sunday to all. Hope you get out and enjoy the beautiful weather. Enjoy the holidays, Rick. Cheers. Yes, I'm off this week, so thank you, Bruce. And Steve writes, It seems to me that an Orlando team each year continues to grow as the season progresses. Let's watch and see, but I think the wins will come. So some positive. Yeah, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, this team's 0-2. Could be 0-3 after Winnipeg, but we're playing 18 games again, not 14. And as we know, this team has a lot of talent. This team, we saw it in the first half. We saw it, at least defensively, in the first three and a half quarters last week. This team has some good pieces. Undoubtedly, still the favorites to win the East or at least make the playoffs. So the sky isn't falling. Yes, we're disappointed. Yeah, there are some concerns. Us as fans want this team to be perfect, right? It's no different than the players on the team, no different than the coaches on the team. They want perfection. They're never going to get it, never going to play that perfect game, but we still demand it, right? Soju on Twitter says, The fans, player of the game, for staying, it was way too loud everywhere there. Um, Today, I'm not too old either. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, As home opener, it could have had homecoming vibes. $5 beer is a terrible promo Conversations with a new friend, hashtag, can't happen. Soju, you're throwing me for a curveball on this one. I'm not sure where you're going with a bunch of these things, but I do appreciate your tweet uh, on the fifth quarter. Let's go back to the phones, and the filthy casual has called in. Hello. Hey, Rick. How are you? So We keep talking about how we need a running game, but Condell has been our offensive coordinator for the better part of a decade, essentially, right? Yes. We've never had a running game. We're going to layer the ball out. We just got to get used to it. Well, I think we're used to it. I think we want it to change. I know we want it to, but it's not going to. No, no, it's not. I mean, they threw the ball 51 times. We're not running under Austin. We're not running under June Jones. We're not running now. Evan, it's it's this or that. I mean, yeah, we're throwing the ball. He threw the ball 51 times. Who's he, Tom Brady? I mean, come on. We're we're a a pass-heavy team, and that's all we're going to be. 
But we saw it late last year when, you know, Don Jackson was tearing defenses apart on the ground. Why can't we have that? But, Rick, it's a rhetorical question. We have great cups. We, we hate how much we love this team, and that's all we're ever going to be. <laughs> I said to Steve Milton, I wasted my youth on them. I will waste my adulthood on them. I will always love them, though. <laughs> that's the way to go. Yep. Who's, uh, who's your player of the game? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> White. White? Yeah, I'm good. One of the Whites. Whichever one, Rick. Tim White. All right. Tim White. Thanks for the call. Night, Rick. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, that leaves an opportunity for you to call into the fifth quarter here at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your mobile device. Alan on Twitter says, Grey Cup Deja Vu. This team just can't catch a break. Bill writes, I'm starting to have similar feelings. Ticats find more ways to lose than any team in recent history. Not just closers and the way to cons... Uh, <laughs> let me say this sentence again. Not just closers and way too conservative on both sides of the football. There, I can read. Brian writes, do you think the whistle should have been blown on the third down try? Alluding to or referring to the Dane Evans uh, fumble, which Titus Wall stripped the ball out of his hands and then scored a 45-yard touchdown. I'd love to see it again. I, I saw a couple of replays. I know they showed the overhead too. It looked like he was still trying to get a couple of more inches on that play, and unfortunately, lost the ball. Had the ball ripped out of his hands. And I, what I am surprised is, is it wasn't challenged. I thought for sure. I mean, that tied the game at twenty-seven. I thought, okay, here comes the flag. Nope. I was surprised at that one. Uh, one more tweet before we go to break. Here, this one again from Bill. STE fumbled in OT last year to cost the team a win versus Montreal, and this year he muffs a short pass into a pick that ends another Hamilton loss. Kid plays hard, but overtime seems to bury him. I, and I'm not going to throw too much blame uh, on Sean Thomas Erlington for the overtime blunder, if you will. I mean, that's a ball that he's going for. Nearly got it. And he didn't get it. And it turned out to be the most horrible possible conclusion to that play. Uh, one more segment to come. You can still call in and give me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Email rick at 900chml.com. And we're on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. And we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well. 3330. Stamps over the Tie Cats. Some final thoughts coming up next year on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcoming Tie Cats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Second and two, ball on the Calgary 25 into the wind. Just over two minutes to go in the half. Stan Heaters trail the Tiger Cats 17 nothing. Dane Evans looking in zone. Tim White got it. It's a touchdown. Tim White gets into the act. Tiger Cats, what a first half this has been. And how many of you thought ball game? 24-0, late second quarter, team rocking and rolling, Tim Hortons Field going ballistic. We're going to get our win number one in the bag. What's what's happened with Calgary? Uh, no. Stampeders rally back, roar back. A thunderous rally for the Stampeders. They beat the Tiger Cats 33-30 in overtime. Rene Paradis' fourth field goal of the night secures the win. 
very reminiscent of the Grey Cup OT loss just a few months ago. It's too bad. The Ticats played a remarkable first half. Didn't get the job done in the third quarter, especially, which what I thought was one of the keys to this game. They had the wind and scored zero points. Extremely disappointing. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Give me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game right now. Tim White leads the list of player of the game nominees. A, a variety of nominees tonight. Dane Evans, Tim White, the D-line, uh, safety Tunde Adelike, Bo Levi Mitchell from Lynn Out in St. Catharines, Sean Thomas Erlington, and the offensive line, which admittedly played much better last week. And I'm kind of surprised by that because they lose their center. They're rearranging things. Um... You got Riley at left tackle, Revenberg, Gibbon, who I thought was really good at center tonight, Vaughn Call at right guard, and Chris Van Zyl, the veteran, at right tackle. I thought they were good. I'm not sure if they're going to go with that lineup next week as guys get healthy, but they played a good game tonight. Uh, let's go back to email as we received a record-breaking number of email tonight on the fifth quarter. This one is from Maggie. The writes, Rick, second half defense playing zone. Let Calgary move down the field constantly. There is an issue up the middle on defense as well. Last week with Saskatchewan and this week with Calgary. Adelike is my player of the game. That email from Maggie. Tunde Adelike was a monster tonight. A game-leading 10 defensive tackles. He had the only sack of the night for the Tiger Cats. I believe he had the only sack of the night. Period. No, Sean Lemon, pardon me, for Calgary, didn't have a sack. Uh, Tunde with a huge hit on Peyton Logan. Broke up a couple of big passes. He was awesome. Deserved of player of the game votes for sure. Kevin on email. That email address, rick at 900chml.com. Writes, you say Evans had a great game. LOL. He is a professional football player and doesn't understand the importance of protecting the ball. He cost Hamilton last week with two interceptions and two fumbles. He had two fumbles this week as well. His O-line recovered one for him, but that was uh, his other one cost us a TD. Who cares how much Evans passes for? He is a liability and cost us the win. Also, our wide receivers can't catch the ball, and our kicker who couldn't kick field goals last year missed another. Cheers. That one from Kevin. I had Michael Damagala at 3-for-3 tonight. Did I miss one? He missed an extra point. Um, I thought Dane Evans played good. He had a fantastic first half. He had a ho-hum second half. Uh, He gutted out the final few minutes of the game after getting horse collar tackled and his leg, knee, ankle, whatever the case was, wasn't feeling great. I'm going to give him some points for that. He's not going to be perfect all the time, but I do like the 400-plus through the air. I mean, if you're throwing the ball 51 times, you're probably going to get that anyways. But I don't think he made the mistakes uh, as easily this week, if that makes sense. You know, the the strip fumble, you got to give Wall some credit there. I mean, stripping the ball out of Dane's hands. Dane is trying to get the first down. He's got two hands on the ball. He's not holding it like a loaf of bread. The other one, you know, was just him kind of running around and losing the football. The one interception was tipped, and I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying this is this is what happened. You know, on the stat sheet, it looks horrible. And in the game, it feels horrible. But I thought Dane Evans gets a check mark tonight. The mistakes, uh, yeah, they hurt. 
They absolutely hurt. But I thought he did enough good things for this team to win tonight. Not enough good things in the third quarter, that's for sure. Especially with the wind at your back, you want to score some TDs. And that third and two from the nine, or third and short, whatever it was, late in the uh, third quarter. Man, kick the field goal. You're up 27-3. I, you know, I think it's just, it's another nail in the Stamps coffin. Unfortunately, Calgary comes back and wins tonight's ballgame 33-30, rallying from a 24-3 deficit at the half to get the W. Email from Angelo. Subject line, this team sucks! Exclamation point. How can they come into our house and steal a win? This team has no identity. This team has no accountability. In other words, you screw up, you sit next game. No, they get a pat on the back and say, don't worry about it. These guys are professional athletes that represent Tiger Cat Nation. Damagala misses the extra point. This game should not have gone to OT. Where was Mr. Simone tonight? Did he even play? The defensive line, non-existent. The secondary, all they had to do was make one play. Steinauer is too soft, and the guys are taking full advantage of this. This team makes me sick, writes Angelo. Player of the game, nobody. Big Ange from Stony Creek. Maybe a little harsh, but hey, this is what Ticats fans are feeling. And, and we all know that Ticats fans wear their emotions on their sleeve, and rightfully so. They don't like something, they'll let you know. They love something, they'll let you know. Uh, Angela did mention Simone Lawrence, and you know what? I thought the uh, Stampeders did a wonderful job of trying to avoid his area and get some offensive linemen on him. He only managed to make five defensive tackles. I mean, only. That's the fourth highest in the game. So was he an impact player tonight? Yeah, he made a good couple of tackles here and there. But was it a game changer tonight? That is for sure. I put Tunde Adelike in that category defensively and Titus Wall in that category defensively. Those are my two defensive players of the game, without a doubt. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on yourself. If you have a comment on today's game, if you want to vote for your player of the game, you could be tonight's fifth quarter fan of the night. And who would have thought at halftime, with this Ticats team up 24-3, to I mean, we had, all, we had all the good feels tonight. This is it. We're, we're going to be 1-1. One one. We're going to go into Winnipeg. We're going to upset them. We'll be 2-1, and one, and off to the races we go. Instead, we're 0-2. And the thinking is, oh boy, we're going up against the two-time defending champs in their barn, and we're going to be 0-3. I think that's what most Ticats fans are thinking. Most. Some just still have their chin held high, and they're thinking this team is going to do some wonderful things, and they still will. As I said earlier, too much talent for them to wither away and die on the vine. Uh, let's get to some statistics here from a team aspect. As I uh, shared some individual statistics for you. Uh, let's get down to penalties. This is a pretty clean game, to be honest. Ticats took three penalties in the ballgame for 35 yards, and Calgary was penalized five times for 50 yards. So a very clean game for both teams. So I know there was you know, a caller and an emailer earlier blaming Andre Pru. I thought the officials did an okay job. It wasn't anything glaring that we said, hey, this cost us the game or this really impacted the game. I thought it was a very clean game for both teams. Time of possession. 
favored the Tiger Cats tonight. 31 minutes, 36 seconds to 28-24 for the Calgary Stampeders. So as, as, we, as we see, there's some, there's some positives here. First downs in favor of the Ticats. 27 first downs to Calgary's 20. Second down. Last week, the Ticats were 5 for 22 on second down conversions. 5 for 22. That's pitiful. Tonight, they were 13 of 27. And the Stamps were 9 of 23. Net yards. Ticats got more than 100 more net yards than Calgary. 481 to 369. 72 offensive plays for Hamilton. 59 for Calgary. So all in all, a hard-fought, for the most part, well-played game. It was really a tale of two halves. Calgary was brutal in the first half. Ticats were amazing in that first half. Calgary stepped it up in the second half, and Hamilton just could not recapture what they were doing in the first half. Couldn't score points. Couldn't get any more of a lead other than the... Uh, Last-minute field goal from Michael Domagala to tie it or to give them a 30-27 lead, and then Paradis ties it up uh, with a last-second field goal. Now it's off to Winnipeg. And, you know, the schedule, and I mentioned this last week, the schedule really from after this Winnipeg game is there for the tanking in terms of the Tiger Cats. Let's just look ahead really briefly here. After Winnipeg, win or lose, regardless of what happens they host Edmonton, they host Ottawa, NBC, host Montreal, back-to-back against Toronto with a Montreal game in there, and back-to-back against the Argos with that last one coming up on Labor Day. That meat and potatoes part of the schedule, July and August, that will be the, I'm not going to say the um, ultimate sign of whether this team can get to the playoffs or not, But there are a lot of potential W's there. And a lot of key games, Montreal and Toronto specifically. They got one there against the the Red Blacks as well. That's where this team is going to either show that they're a Grey Cup contender or we are going to quickly realize that this isn't the team that went 15-3 back in 2019 or the team that caught fire in the playoffs last year and went to the Grey Cup. That'll be a, a critical part of the season. Uh, one more tweet to get to. This one from Brandon. Uh, Rick, those two empty possessions in the red zone were what killed us, but the team went to sleep in the second half and went to zone and stopped playing man D. Dane's forward progress was stopped. From my point of view, Coach O is not going anywhere. STE, the player of the game. Well, folks, we do now have a tie for player of the game voted by you, the fans, Tim White and Sean Thomas Erlington, both voted as players of the game tonight. Our fifth quarter fan of the night. I hate to do this. I really do. But both producer Tom and I agree that Lynn in St. Catharines, the Stampeders fan, should be rewarded for her entertaining call. Lynn, thanks for calling in. Hopefully we'll talk to you next time when the Tiger Cats face off against those Calgary Stampeders. 
And that might be a critical game on Friday, October the 14th in Calgary. And who knows, it might just clinch a playoff spot for this Ticats team. <laughs> Next game is June 24th, one week from tonight, as the Tiger Cats visit the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. The pregame show here on 900CHML begins at 7.30. Kickoff is at 8.30. Join us after the game, 30 minutes after the final whistle for the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford. For producer Tom McKay, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy your night here on 900CHML. We're Ticats fans. Fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.